Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Vows are important. Like, you know, we make all these, the you know, promises and commitments. And I think what people forget is that when you commit, you can recommit and that still has integrity. I heard yeah. you say that in the beginning of, of our interview was, um, or our conversation. It's not an interview. I keep telling myself that. <laughs> um, but I, I heard that. I heard that, you know, you have a recommitted self and integrity is is that i love that that word and when you said me it, too it's an amazing word it, it just it means that it's whole you know it's complete yeah. so it's like with divorce or with marriage it's like okay you know i, I we're complete now let's get divorced the marriage yeah. is complete and it becomes an opportunity but it becomes an opportunity when you start choosing it you know as you did you, know, you, you chose your new life which i yeah and i think i mean i think that i had an advantage over many people who, who uh, may be listening, you know, many people who get divorced, like this divorce was my choice. And um, so, you know, it's possible that it was nothing about it was easy, but it's possible that it was easier for me than what other people experience who, um, are are not wanting that to happen you know that they really want to keep it together i mean if i had been you know sort of groveling and begging and you know really wanting it to to stay together um it might have it might have been harder for me you know it was it was easy for me to accept somehow that you know it it was really all about me having a new relationship with myself. I think that's, I think that's all that happened. And, and that so many of us get married without, without that complete relationship to ourself. And we invest so much in the, in the partnership because, you know, we, we see ourselves somehow reflected in the other person, or there's some missing piece that this other person gives us so that we feel okay. And I know that I I chose someone who <clears throat> in some way allowed me to model a relationship that I saw in my parents. And the thing that was missing in in my relationship was the unconditional attachment and love that my parents have for each other. So that the ups and downs of, you know, who's bossing who around or, you know, who's getting irrit irritable with who or, you know, whatever I saw on the surface was rooted in a tremendous, you know, my, my parents are still married. They've mar they're married for 65 years, I think, this summer it will be. And, yeah, like there's a lot of the, the superficial part that I could see that the vibe felt similar with my, my husband, but what was lacking was the like tremendous fidelity that they have for each other. And, um, and the, you know, the, the tight connection that they have with each other. So, 
I, I felt, I felt drawn to participating in that, you know, in a marriage kind of scenario with this person because it, it felt comfortable to me, but, um, but I think that the, um, like what I didn't, didn't notice, or I didn't recognize, I think is that probably my mother has a different relationship to herself. And and so does my dad, than than the one that I had with myself at the time that I got together with my ex-husband, so that I wasn't standing up for myself in little wee ways all the time with him. And I was just allowing the the optics of our relationship with each other to def- to define me in some way. And um, I, yeah, like after, after I split with him, I remember feeling so nervous about my friends. Like what are my friends going to think? I was so nervous to tell them. I thought that they would be judgmental of me as I had been with other friends who had done that. Like, that's what I was expecting. And I remember telling one of my close girlfriends and she said, well, thank God, you know, like it, it shocked me. And she said, he's so not nice with you. Like I've, it was hard for me to be around you guys because I had to, I had to button my lip. I wanted to, I wanted to always say, are you really going to talk to her like that? And I, I never saw it at the time. But that was the overwhelming flavor of the response that I got. You know, people would just smile and say, I'm so glad to hear that. Like, good for you. And I, it was the opposite of what I was expecting. I was expecting to be judged and to have to explain myself. And um, I, yeah, I, I had been not open to any kind of feedback that would have pointed me in that direction. Did you know, like... Did you know before that, like, how long were you in the marriage before you knew that you weren't being treated the way you wanted? Before we got married. I knew it before we got married. Then why get married? Yeah, exactly. Why? What is it? What is it that pushes us to get married, to do things when we know that the person on the other side doesn't, you know, doesn't merit our companionship? Uh, I believed that nobody else wanted me. That was my connection to myself. I thought that, you know, I was somebody like I, I I met my husband when I was like 25, six, maybe 26, 26, I think. And I had not had any serious long-term relationships before that. Um, I was um, smart and reasonably pretty and funny and, talented and you know I had lots of things going for me but none of that ever resulted in I I had a few boyfriends like very short-term relationships so I was starting to feel like I was getting old and that I was missing the train and that I wanted to be with a partner I wanted to uh, I mean it wasn't it wasn't right away but I I think I got pregnant at 29. So maybe we'd been married for, I met him at 26 and maybe I was 28 when we got married. I forget. Uh, We got married pretty soon. That's not true. We got married really quite soon after we met. But um, 
I think there's a like a biological directive to sort of get out there and start procreating and you know you just have to find someone and this there's a strong societal push you know to have a partner there's something kind of wrong with you if you don't have a partner so when I found somebody who seemed to fit the bill um was like okay it's time and in truth he he pushed me to like I don't know if I would have decided it on my own but uh he pushed quite quickly and just said like you're the one and he had been in several long-term relationships before me like long-term live-in like two years, four years, already long-term relationships. And, and he said, this is it. I'm, I'm done looking. You're the one. And that was very flattering for me. And it just, I felt like nobody's going to be perfect, like, like perfect. You know, I, this was somebody who was incredibly talented and dynamic and gregarious, outgoing. Um, I, it just felt like a good match. And I remember telling my mom, like after about three months of dating him, I think this is the one, like, I think, I think we're going to get married. You know, like I'm, I'm going to moment. Did you love him or did you settle? No, I did. I loved him. I did love him. I did. Did he love you and feel loved? Yeah, I think he did. But, um, like his baggage caught up with him. In the same way that, you know, that mine caught up with me, whatever it had to do with my uh, basic issues of self-esteem, that I just allowed myself to be overwhelmed. And I allowed so many boundaries to be crossed. And then by the time we had a child together, then it was like, well, now it now it's really figure it out or suck it up like there isn't a third option this conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable so i'm challenging you share yourself and your story be courageous be vulnerable it makes a difference